Well, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Glory Cloud Podcast. My name is Zach. I'm one of the pastors of Exodus Church, and along here with Kyle Lamont. How you doing? The lead pastor of Exodus Church, and our expert on all things personalities, Vinny Gerace. Thank you for having me. Great having you. And we're kind of wrapping up uh, all of our personalities with this last one. I think this is going to be a good I one. I think it will be. <laughs> uh, we are talking about the thinker. As uh, Pastor Kyle and I both text our thinker wives to let them know we'll be running a little bit late for dinner tonight. Um, they are not too thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, they are not. They are not very. Wow. That was corny. Yeah, well. Even for me. page from your book. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, Mr. Vindrace, you have yeah. phased as a persister into the into think, thinker, thinker so, yeah, phase. I wake up in this. Yeah. So, every morning. <laughs> every morning. Every night. Squint at the clock before I can even get my glasses on. And you probably look at the clock before it even went off. You're already one step yes. ahead of your clock, aren't you? Yes. I wake up about five minutes before my clock goes off. Yep. Yep. So does my wife. My internal timer. Yeah. It's why is, why is the clock or a timer so important to a thinker? Mm. <sighs> um... I got a lot of really deep philosophical thing, you know, reasons for that. <laughs> yes. but I, let me just suffice it to say, it is really important to <laughs> it us. Just is. It's a way of measuring our mm. perfection or the need to be perfect or efficient with the use of time, the use of our energy. So yeah, it's uh, the the lens that the thinker is looking at the world through uh, is a lens of logic. And efficiency is logical. Uh, why would you take longer to do something than it actually takes? Why would you take a more complex path to completion? So logic is the window. They're excessively logical people. They problem solve on a logic level. They think about efficiency of use of energy and time and money, uh, really any resource, um, it's all about stewardship for them, right? And very much so, yeah. Uh, because they feel uh, judged no. uh, that they're going to be held accountable. H- accountable is actually the, the term. And uh, when they don't feel accountable, uh, they don't do well. So they need to feel accountable. They need deadlines. They need... Yes. And without them, they don't do as well. Yeah. Do thinkers do extremely well in school? Well, I didn't, but I wasn't, I, I'm not a base thinker. So, uh, But the thinker is, um, the, the student that does the best in school is the harmonizer because they're very people-pleasing, okay? They want to make that teacher happy. They want to make the parent happy, unless they're angry at the parent or angry at the teacher, and then the exact opposite will happen. But the thinker is That's good. That's why I didn't do very good in school, I guess. But Darn it. apart from school, the thinker is good at learning, okay? okay. And they're good at logic and problem-solving. So they don't solve the relational side of the problem. They solve the technical side to the problem. So you look at careers that are just filled with thinkers, and it's things like engineering and mathematics and things that take a lot of logic to, to execute. Um, people that are in operational positions where they're controlling the execution of physical activities, they tend to be heavy in the thinker. You know, have a lot of thinker in them. So... Because the thinker is good at logic, and they're viewing the world through that lens. So when the when the thinker scowls at you, it's usually because you've 
stated a fact incorrectly as, as far as their understanding of the fact is concerned, or you've done something with your logic that is not truly logical. So they're never arguing with you as a person. They're arguing with the logic that drives you or the logic they believe drives you. The problem is this demographic is only 25% of North American population. So there's really only 25% of the people are thinking their way through life. So if you're a thinker and you're out there listening to us right now, that other 75% of the people, they aren't thinking. Okay, You were right the whole time. They're not thinking. Okay. You can stop so, saying it now. You can stop saying it. You're correct. <laughs> you already know the answer. You are correct. They are not thinking. Okay. Um, they're not thinking their way through life, meaning they're not reasoning. They're not using logic as a criteria for decision making. They're not using efficiency as a criteria for decision making. Right. Uh, they're using different criteria. And those other criteria don't have to be put together in a logical fashion for that to be correct for them. So you can just relieve yourself right now of all those thoughts, of all those stupid or crazy people that are out there because they're not using logic as the basis for their thinking. Yeah. And they're not using data to make decisions. They're using their feelings to make decisions or their reactions or their like-dislikes to make decisions or, you know, their opportunity makes decisions for the promoter. So you got all these different people that are making decisions on different criteria. Well, the thinker's criteria is logic. So if you're married to one or you have one in your house and you're doing things that aren't logical, you can expect to hear about it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to. Yeah, why, why don't you be one? You both mentioned that your wives are thinkers. Right, so I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm saying, right now. I'm, all I'm saying, okay. We'll let you say it. Is that when you do something illogical, yeah. you can expect to hear about it from your spouse. So I have been accused of being illogical before. A yes. time or two. Yeah. Even so, this week, right? Yeah, probably right now. <laughs> I just got a text message, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. If you want to get to know the the person in your house, a spouse, a child, or a friend in your life who is a thinker, and you want to try to think the way they think, um, which is to think, but uh, what else is, is driving them? So they may be looking at the world and saying, uh, well, that person wasn't thinking, that person wasn't thinking, that was a poor use of their time. Um, but we even talked a little bit, uh, even before this, of how they're even judging their own self. Oh, yeah. The, unlike the persister, whose mm-hmm. rules apply to others... And not themselves. And usually, they can well, ex- exempt themselves from that very yeah. often. The thinker cannot. In fact, the first person they apply all these rules of efficiency and logic to is themselves. Therefore, if I can do it, you should be able to do it. But first, it's can I do it? Yes. Okay. And if I can't, then there's something wrong with me. I'm broken. Mm. Okay? So, because I should be able to make it perfect. Mm. And then when I can't, there must be a problem with me. Mm. Okay. So again, whereas the persister has a, you have to be perfect for me driver for the persist, for the thinker, it's, I have to be perfect for you. Mm. Okay. So every time they're not, and they're plagued with imperfection, just like the rest of the world, right? They're broken. Humanity is a broken plate. 
All 100%. Some would say never to be put back together again. Okay. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. Okay. In this life, we will not be at one egg again. That's That egg's been scrambled. Okay. But when we look at that imperfection, uh, when the harmonizer looks at their imperfection, they're hurt. Okay. When the rebel looks at their imperfection, they're ashamed. When the thinker looks at their imperfection, they are embarrassed by their imperfection. They are troubled by it. They have anxiety because of it. So a lot of times you'll find thinkers struggling with anxious, worried feelings. Well, if you're trying to be perfect in a broken, imperfect world, you're going to experience a lot of anxiety. Yeah, interesting. So how how do you relieve the anxiety of the thinker in your life? Right. Um, Well, their use of time, their use of their energy, the use of their intellect is usually so much more efficient than the people around them that any kind of compliment for their efforts is deeply appreciated. Uh, That you have recognized that they used their energy, their time, uh, their money to do something. And when you recognize that expenditure of resource, they appreciate that. Uh, Again, we talked about the, the persister fixing their porch, you comment on their craftsmanship or their ability. With the thinker, you comment on their effort. Yeah. Okay, the, the work ethic, the drive, the timeliness. Wow, you got that done fast. Yeah, you got that done really fast. Uh, I can't believe the, the time that you've put into this. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Or how good of a job you did in such short amount of time. I That's can't, right. Yeah, so... Or while you were also doing all these other things. You're multitasking and yes. still got a deck built. And you still got That's a deck amazing. Built. That's How amazing. can you do that? Yep. I can spin so many plates. Yep. All of that is deeply complimentary. They feel built up by it. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have a child, uh, just because of the nature of being a child, their understanding of perfection is idealistic. Um, sometimes they overestimate their capability. Um and thinkers think in terms of capability, not in terms of competency, like a persister, but in capability. Capability is made up of two words, ability and capacity. And the persister only worries about competence, okay? The, the thinker thinks in terms of cap- capacity as well as ability. So they're always measuring themselves, and they're measuring themselves against these external standards of perfection, so anytime you can relieve them of that and recognize, hey, what you've done is good and what you've done is uh, efficient and it's excellent, it's done with excellence, uh, they, they can appreciate that. The other thing uh, that you can do is anytime you do something that makes time for them, yeah. that multiplies their effort or makes time for them, they deeply appreciate that. Anytime you can give them time or give them structure to time, they deeply appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about giving them time. If they've got 17 things, you know they have that I have to be perfect just to be okay thing going on in their head, and you jump in and do one of those 17 things. Mm-hmm. 
and you do it as well as they would do it, the way they want it done. Otherwise, you've made more work for them. Otherwise, you may have made more work for them. (laughs) But you jump in, you do it with their... The thought does not count. (laughs) (laughs) No, it does not. (laughs) Um, What counts is the completion and perfection of the task. Yeah. So when you fold the towels for them, and you fold them their way, and you do it all the way, and you put them away... And you, there's nothing left to do on there. There's nothing to correct. There's nothing to perfect. You have made time for them, and they appreciate that. And they notice it. Mm-hmm. Okay? They have to learn to say that. but And very often, they will. They'll thank you for that. Uh, but they deeply appreciate that when you do that. The, the other part of that is you make structure around time. Sometimes, because they are so perfectionist-oriented... Uh, in their thinking, and not necessarily in their doing. Sometimes they can be very laid back in their doing. It depends on uh, other parts of the personality. But their perfection in their thinking is very intense. So when you structure time for them, sometimes what you're really doing is you're giving them ways to solve problems that take less time than the perfectionist method that they would have used and you show them that the result is equal in value to that perfect result that they would have created, they will accept that and they deeply appreciate that. So those are two things you can do uh, to really help build up that thinker in your home. Make time uh, and then, uh, of course, the recognition of their efforts. Yeah, yeah. So it would also be helpful with the building the deck analogy, like... If you've been talking about, you know, fixing the deck or building the deck for a while and you say, do you think you could get the the deck done by this time because I want to have a big party? Uh, do you think you can do that? that? Would that be helpful, giving that time structure with, an, with a task that needs to be accomplished? Well, they're either going to say yes or no, but the way they're going to answer the question is they're going to logically think about every task that has to happen when they can do it. And when they say, yes, I can, they have a logical pathway to completion. And when they say they can't, they can't see the logical pathway to completion. Hmm. So, yes, I can, and yes, I can't, is not a statement of capability. Mm -hmm. It's a statement of capacity, which is ability and capacity. capability and capacity together Mm -hmm. okay Um, so they're going to say yes or no based on a clear line of sight through a logic lens through all the tasks to completion within a timeline the other thing you have to remember about a thinker is everything they say has an accompanied timeline even if they don't mention the timeline Mm -hmm. so if they say will you go to the store and you say yes there is a built-in timeline, and you didn't ask what it was. So you're thinking you can do it this afternoon, and she's thinking you want to go do that in the next hour. And then you find her in a huff, storming out to the car to go to the store that she asked you to go to because you wouldn't get off your rear and go do this thing. Well, where did that come from? It came from the fact that you accepted her statements without clarifying the timeline. 
because everything they say comes with an accompanied timeline. That's good. What what aspect of their uh, of God of their relationship with Christ uh, do they value? Uh, we talked about joy with the rebel, peace for the imaginer, glory right. for the promoter. What is it for the thinker? Well, it's truth. Truth. Okay. So, in the first chapters of, uh, I believe it's Proverbs, he's talking about wisdom versus folly. Mm-hmm. He's talking about all the things that wisdom did and how God founded the universe in knowledge. Okay. The security and the absoluteness of the truth that that is known is so important to them. It's it's a foundational thought that this is not arbitrarily happening, that there is a plan that guides this, that there is an absolute control of what looks like chaos. Mm -hmm. These are important thoughts. Sovereignty is an important thought to a thinker, okay? That God is over and above and not disconnected from the actual execution of things. Uh, It gives them this feeling of security to know that it's founded in truth, it's based in control, that God is not surprised by things that are happening. These are all very foundational thoughts. So, yeah, they're also very strengthening thoughts for them to come to believe, okay? So those early chapters of uh, the wisdom literature that are explaining that God's wisdom is above our wisdom, but he gives us a glimpse into what that wisdom is actually like and that it controls every aspect of the universe. That is is an incredible thought for a thinker. Yeah, yeah. And a very stabilizing one. Right. Now, it bothers them that they don't know that plan, Okay, so that they can't figure out the sovereign plan for things. Uh, That can be very troublesome for them, very worrisome for them. And they are worriers. They worry over things, okay? Uh, That's their form of anxiety. Whereas the harmonizer feels hurt, they feel worry and anxiousness, okay? Um, But the thinker grounded with uh, this understanding from those early chapters of Proverbs realizes, oh, Life works according to a system and a plan, and truth is reliable, and logic is reliable. Maybe not infallible, as it's human logic, after all, but reliable in a great many things. Uh, those are very stabilizing, yeah. very upbuilding thoughts. Yeah, and what hope we, the thinker would have, even reading in 1 Corinthians, when Paul says that Christ is the wisdom of God. Yes, Right, so all this truth, all this wisdom, all of this logic finds its embodiment. That he is logos, right. he is truth embodied right. as a being. Uh, that is that is a well. I just got goosebumps thinking it, and I'm only phased into my thinker. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it's a it's a it's a wonderful thought. Yeah, it's a fabulous grounding sense of. There is truth in the universe that I can depend on. Yeah. Amen to that. What final words would you give to the thinker? Uh, The thinker is plagued by the driver of I have to be perfect. And the one thing that I would tell them is here's what you have to do. You have to train every time you hear that in your mind. 
I have to fix this. I have to perfect this. This is, it's all on me to get this right, okay? Every time you hear that, you need to learn to, you need to practice the echo. That isn't true. Because it doesn't depend on you. Yeah. It's not all in your hands. It's not fully dependent on you. God is with you. He is for you, and he is your strength and your capability. He is your capacity. You are not your capacity. And so every time you hear that, man, I, I got to fix that. I got, And you feel that sense of worry come up inside you and the anxiety come inside you. Just remember, no, you know what? I don't have to fix that. Mm-hmm. This world has been spinning broken for a couple of thousand years, and it's going to keep spinning broken mm-hmm. And very little of what I do is going to change that. The reality is I don't have to fix it. I don't have to perfect my husband or my wife or my child or myself. That God has made me righteous. He has made me right with him even in my imperfection. And every time I insist that I must make myself perfect... What I'm really doing is saying, I don't need the grace of God. So reject that thought, accept the grace of God, and remember, I don't have to fix it. I don't have to make it right. I get to make it right. I get to fix it. I get to work on it. I don't have to. I get to. I'm free not to. And what a freeing thought for a thinker. For a thinker. Amen.